ever wonder what it would be like to sail around the world on a tall ship and just be out at sea and see so many countries? I have had dreams about this and today I talk with an incredible student of Class Afloat and she's going to share her story and some of her insights on what it's like to have that experience. Take a listen. people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Hey there and welcome to the Gap Year podcast. My name is Michelle Dittmer and I am your host and Gap Year expert. Now on today's episode, we have a fantastic conversation coming at you with my guest, Eloise, who had a dream Gap Year. So some of us dream of spending a year out on the open seas, uh, sailing on a tall ship, and we want to get a little bit of insight as to what that feels like and what that's really all about. And if it's as glamorous as we think it is. So Eloise, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me, Michelle. Amazing. So why don't you give us a little bit of a, of a background? Where are you at right now in your life? And what did you do on your gap year? Yes. So right now I'm currently studying um, exercise science at the University of Concordia. This will be uh, my first year. And my gap year was last year. So I decided to spend it on board a tall ship called the Golden Leo with um, the program called Class Afloat. And uh, it was honestly the best year of my life, even though unfortunately it got cut short because of COVID. uh, It was still the best experience uh, I've ever had. You know what? I love when people use the word best experience of my life because it is something that is so common in everyone I talk to who's taken a gap year, whether they've done a a year aboard a ship or they worked for a year or they did some soul searching or they traveled or they stayed home. They always say those exact words. It was the best decision ever. (laughs) Um, and, And I just think it's such a powerful thing for people who are kind of looking forward and saying, should I take a gap year for people to hear those words coming from somebody who came out the other end. Um, So I'm curious, what made it the best decision ever? So um, basically, I first came up with the idea of doing uh, like the year um, on board class afloat when I was uh, 14. Uh, I'm now 21. And uh, I had brought it up with my parents every year when I saw class afloat for the first time, I was like, you know what? that looks interesting. I really, really want to do that. And my mom and dad are like, yeah, you know, it's okay. Like they blew it off as like a 14 year old kind of dreaming. And uh, I brought it up every single year. And with every year, I was more and more determined on doing this year on board a tall ship. Like it just looked so magical to me. And I was just there like, yes, like I love the ocean. I love traveling. 
and I love learning. So all of those three combined into one that was just the perfect uh, the, the perfect package for me. So I was like, I absolutely have to do this. Otherwise I will regret it. And it was kind of like a feeling that I had that if you don't do this, you will regret it. And I'm happy to say that I was able to convince my parents to let me go and spend uh, seven months on board a tall ship. That's amazing. And yeah. a couple of things that stick out to me in that story is your commitment to this idea. Oh, for yes, some people, yes. For some people, this gap year idea or these grand adventure ideas have been brewing for such a long time. And it's just part of their like soul that's calling them to, to take part in these things. And for other people, they kind of stumble into it and they're like, oh, well, here I am. This sounds like fun. Um, so it's really neat to hear that this was something that was so long in the making and that you were able to continually have those conversations with your parents and let them know that this was something that was important to you. This was something that you would, you would feel that you missed out on if you didn't take this chance and this risk right now, because that's really what it is um, to get outside of your comfort zone so much to put yourself on a boat for seven months away from your family to do something different than probably the vast majority of your friends. I'm pretty sure most of them didn't spend a year on a tall ship. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and I think that takes a lot of confidence and a lot of boldness. And um, it's really fun to hear that 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 this was this was part of your vision for your life and you were able to make it really come true for you yeah absolutely like I remember t talking to my parents a year and year after and just showing them the Instagram and being like look you know they're in Dakar now or look they're in Morocco or you know they went to Cape Town like I'm gonna be doing that someday and them looking at me like mm -hmm. yeah and I remember when I told my friends, they're like, you're crazy. You're going to do what for a year? And I was just like, hell yeah. And then after I explained it to them, they were like super excited for me. And they were like, yeah, well, you sound like you really want to do this. So it's awesome that you get the opportunity to actually physically go there and do it. Yeah, I love that they were a little bit in awe of your ability to commit to something like that. Um, because no one's heard of it. Like tall ships is not something that is very common. Like you don't hear a lot about it before seeing a class afloat on TV, which is actually how I learned about it. I had like I thought tall ships were just for like Pirates of the Caribbean or like, you know, movie replicas. I didn't know it was actually like a whole community. So when I first got like when I first saw it, I was like, oh wait, this is actually something that I could like do in real life. And it's not just like uh, something you see in movies or whatever. So I was, I was absolutely like, yes, I, I want to do that. Yeah, okay, let's back up a little bit. That's a good point. Maybe some folks who are listening don't know what a tall ship is. Can you give us a little bit of a, of a description of what a tall ship is um, or a comparison to something that we might've seen in the movies? Yeah, so basically, like I said before, uh, the, the, the ships in Pirates of the Caribbean, that is what a tall ship is. They can be, usually they're a little bit shorter and not as tall. Uh, they have three masts or even more or less, and it's just sailing. And some of them have motors, some of them don't. And it's basically you're going up and down the rigging all day, you're working on the ship physically to make sure the sail maneuvers are done properly. You're in the bridge, you're standing watch, 
and you're just making sure that the ship gets the destination as safely and as smoothly as possible. Amazing. So, um, so you're on this like pirate-like ship sailing the ocean in the middle of the Atlantic or the Pacific or between ports. Um, but you're, you're not just on like a cruise ship and putting your feet up, (laughs) are you? No, 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 no. So, uh, for the tall ship, the class afloat, the program, it's, uh, you have a watch every day. So students go on watch for two hours during the day, two hours during the night, and you rotate through certain hours every day or for night shift, you rotate through hours every three weeks, I believe it was. And you basically, you make sure the ship runs smoothly and that the sail maneuvers that need to be done are done properly and safely. And at the same time during the day, you're going to classes or you have a a break and you do what it is that you want. Or if it's your galley day, you go down in the galley and you help out with uh, dinner, lunch or supper. Amazing. So, so they're putting you to work for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a free ride. This is um, an opportunity to learn some really unique skills. Absolutely. There, there's this, there are like the skills that are maybe a little bit less transferable, like how to properly rig a sail, how to climb a mast. You're not probably going to do that um, unless you end up on a tall ship again. But I bet that there's a lot of other skills that you can apply to maybe your studies this year or to, to life after the ship. Um, yeah. And I'm curious if you can think back to maybe what are some of the skills that you developed that, that you can see playing out in your life right now? Oh, I saw one of the skills that I developed immediately, like on the ship, as I look back at it, I saw that it was like a huge amount of uh, growing for me personally. Uh, Before the ship, I was not very much like a leader. Like I used to, for example, in group projects in school, I used to just stand back a little bit and, you know, do as I was told and not really um, not stand up or like take charge or whatever. And on the ship, I was like, this is my year and uh, I'm going to do whatever I want to do and take chances that I wouldn't normally take. And uh, in the beginning, uh, in September, uh, we had positions that were called watch leader and deck leader. So when you're on watch, you have two people who are technically in charge of uh, or have like a little bit more authority than just the, the regular students for that two hours. And uh, you basically, you tell people to go there or you tell certain people to do this or you're in charge of that. And in the beginning, you're told to do this job. And then as the semester move on, the, once we switch watches, they're like, okay, who wants to be watch leader? Who wants to be deck leader? And I found myself being able to say, yeah, I'll take it tonight or no, I won't. Or, you know, and I found myself being able to become more of a leader, so to speak, and to take more confidence, to build more confidence in myself. And when I look back at it, like the person I was in uh, grade uh, nine or 10, I was like, this is not the same person anymore. Like I grew so much just because of those two things. Yeah. And sometimes uh, I was like, if my grade nine teacher saw me now, they would not recognize. Oh yeah. (laughs) No, absolutely not. They'd say, this is not the same person, for sure. Um, For sure. And and that's one of the beauties of a gap year is sometimes in high school, we get into like 
uh, I don't want to say a rut, but a pigeonhole where we have the same friends, we are kind of expected to act a certain way because that's the way we have in the past and we're, we're kind of in a routine and we've, we have a really safe place and a safe sphere in which we operate and we don't take actions outside of that because it's, it's really risky. But mm-hmm. sometimes you grow out of that little sphere, but it's really hard to break out of that when you're in that high school environment. And when you take oh, a yeah. gap year, you get the opportunity to take those risks because nobody knows the high school you. Nobody knows what whether you were the nerd or the jock or the popular person or the whatever you were in high school. And you get to almost figure out and redefine how you want to show up in the world with this new group of people in this new way. And it sounded like leadership was something that you really stepped into um, mm-hmm. naturally, or you, or you worked at it and, and, and opted into taking on some of that additional responsibility. Yeah, I think it was both because uh, grade nine me was the little shy quiet students in the back row that never talked, never never raised the hand to answer the question or whatever. And if my grade nine teachers saw me today, they would be like, who is this person? This is not the same student I had uh, oh, five years ago, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's such a powerful thing to be able to look at that, look at yourself that way even, um, mm-hmm. and, and see that development and growth and seeing how these gap experiences really make it possible to to step into the next version of yourself and to build those those capacities and those skills yeah it's kind of like a fresh start if you want to look at it that way yeah yeah no that's that's a great way of putting it um is there anything any other big skills that you took away from the experience um probably I don't know, like people skills, like I made it my, like I had like a talk with myself before going on the ship and I didn't used to make friends that easily. And so I made it a point to talk to every single person on the boat, at least uh, if it wasn't once a day or like anytime I got a chance to run into them, I would spark up a conversation because I was like, I knew what it felt like to be the left out one. And I didn't want that to happen to anybody. What a great thing to do for yourself. And it's one of the things that I always recommend that people do when they're starting their gap year is kind of set those goals for yourself. Um, Because we're creatures of habit. We like to do the same comfortable things. But if you can sit down and and make those goals and and have that talk with yourself and say, no, this is how I want to show up. This is what I'm working towards. And this is how I'm going to do it. Your gap year all of a sudden becomes really, really fruitful and really exciting because you can see yourself becoming stronger in the areas that you want to develop or Um, meeting new people, if that's what what your goal is for yourself, or becoming that welcoming person so that everybody feels included. Um, So I think it's really mature and great of you that you had that conversation with yourself and you had that thought pattern saying, what do I actually want to get out of this experience? And then what else do I want to put into this experience? What gifts and talents am I bringing? Or what lived experience am I bringing that can help others on this journey too? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So then if you were to look back then 
uh, to your grade 12 self or, or people that are maybe in grade 12 right now, um, looking forward and, and looking into the next year, deciding whether they should go to school, they should take a gap year, they should take a gap year on a tall ship. Um, do you have any advice now that you're on the other side of it? Um, do you have any advice for people in that situation? It's gonna sound corny, but I'm gonna say follow your heart. Like I knew that I wanted to do that. So I pushed myself to make that a reality. And hopefully that's the case for everybody that wants to take on a project. They will find the means to be able to do that project and just do it, go do it. That's all I have to say, go do it, have fun. If you don't like it, that's fine. You know, you can just switch ideas or whatever switch plans and try out new things the point is if you want to do it go do it I love that go do it I I think it's it's so simple but it's so beautiful and I think it's really encouraging because it's it's easy to say go do it but then to to commit do it is another thing yeah yeah and and to commit to something that's different than your peers and different than what society tells you you kind of like quote unquote, should be doing. Um, I, th- I think it's, it's really amazing that, that people who have been there are saying, no, it's okay. You're gonna come out the other end. And even if the decision you initially made wasn't the like bang on right 100% home run, there are opportunities to switch course and to, to find something that is a better fit for you. So no matter whether that is um, going into post-secondary and realizing it's not right for you or taking a gap year and starting one program and realizing that's not for you. Uh, Whatever it is, nothing is finite. The world is always changing and you can always change your mind no matter where you are. But if you um, have that feeling deep down in your heart or you have a curiosity for um, doing something different or exploring something new, or if you are scared that you're going to be missing out on something that 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 opportunity may never come around again, um, then it's definitely worth considering and exploring the idea of a gap year in a really meaningful way. Mm-hmm. There's the, the saying that goes around the world is that the world is your oyster and you just have to yeah, it is corny again, what I'm going to say, but just, you know, you have, the world is your oyster. The world is full of possibilities. There is endless possibilities that you could do with your life that you have on earth. So why not enjoy it? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and oysters make pearls, um, but that exactly. starts out as a grain of sand yep. in that little oyster's mouth that gets irritated and irritated and annoyed, and they just keep coating it um, until they create this very precious, beautiful um, thing that we enjoy so much and is, is so precious. And sometimes we can um, we can have that little thing that's that doesn't feel quite right or is making us nervous. And when we commit to working on that, it's like putting layers on that pearl and uh, kind of getting out and exploring the, the, the world around us and, and making the world our oyster. And I think that's such just a, a beautiful, um, a beautiful saying that that has been around and people know it for a reason because it, it makes a lot of sense and uh, getting out there and exploring is really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about people who are considering um, taking a program like Class Afloat um, on a tall ship? What are some of the things that you would like, you, you think that they should consider or they should know about the experience? 
So don't get me wrong, tall ships are amazing in itself. You get to watch sunrises, sunsets galore. You get to see dolphins and whales and just amazing marine wildlife. But it is very, very hard work. Like you have to want it to be able to enjoy the life on the tall ship as much as possible. Because I remember getting woken up for night watch at around 3.30 a.m. to be up on deck at 3.50 to stand watch from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. is one of the hardest things I think I've had to do. And there's also storms, you have to be prepared um, for that. And just, it's a lot of hard work. Like it's taxing physically and mentally because you are on a tall ship away uh, from land for a, a good couple of months and you're, you're with 60 other people who all have different point of views. And sometimes there could be uh, co- collisions or arguments that arise and you have to find ways to uh, get past that and it's just it it is hard work but for me it was worth it in the end so you have to be prepared to to work hard for on that amazing now I have I have a personal question here what is it like to be on a tall ship out in the middle of the ocean with no land in sight? What are, what, what feelings does that bring up or what, what is that experience like? Well, it's different for everybody, but for me, it was like, this is technically what, like when, when they say like open ocean, this is what they meant. Like, this is, you're as free as you could possibly be. Like, you decided to get on a tall ship and just sail the oceans and this is what it is. Like I felt, I didn't feel alone, which some people did, uh, but I was like, wow, this is what the world has for us to offer. So this, for me, I felt like I was like free and it was, I was like, wow, I am technically like alone with nature. And I remember being on like the bowsprit and just, uh looking down on the water and seeing dolphins and I was just there like this is this is beautiful this is what when they say go out in nature this is what they meant what what a an amazing experience just to be in awe of the natural world Um, yeah and to to take it all in um and, and to be lost in a different world than we're used to, um, where everything speeds up and slows down all at the same time. Absolutely. Um, what about the other people on the ship? Um, are they like lifelong friends? Or did you get along? Were there lots of um, challenges with the other people on the ship? Because there's nowhere to run. If you get into a, no, exactly. into a little yeah. tiff with someone, there, there's only so many feet of ship. <laughs> there's only ocean um so tell me about that so I do have uh I have a lot of lifelong friends actually that I made on a class afloat and uh most of them actually they live here in Quebec so it's nice that uh we we're, we're so close together yet with COVID you know we can't really see each other but we know we're there so that's always nice but um yeah, so there were some people that I had a bit of differences with, but I always tried to make it out. You know, I'm not perfect, but uh, I always try to uh, get the best of it. I didn't want to create arguments where uh, there wasn't any in the first place. Amazing. Yeah. And you've got a, a shared history with these people now. 
Nobody else has been in that place and time on that ship, except for that group of 60 of you. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's a really, really powerful shared experience and bond that you will, you will have with those people. Um, whether they're your best friends or your greatest enemies, it's something that you shared together um, over yeah. the course of, of that experience. Now, on Class Afloat and, and on a lot of these tall ship programs, um, you're not at sea for the entire time. So can you give me a little bit of a taste um, when, you're, when you're not in the open water? What does that entail? So um, the way that Class Afloat worked is that every time, every day we were at sea, we had continuous schooling. So for example, if we were at sea for two weeks, we would have two weeks of school. And then when we would get in port, we would have like the weekend technically. So that would be like four days, sometimes five, maybe three of uh, no school. And uh, we just go off, uh, go out in port and just explore or uh, yeah, just explore the city or the new country that we're in. And uh, sometimes uh, Class Afloat had um, excursions or outings planned for us as a school to go to. So sometimes we visited, uh, like in Lisbon, we visited uh, the, I, an aquarium, I think it was. And in Senegal, we had another day where we went uh, to a park with baobabs and had just an excursion uh, in the park. I'm not sure what it was called. Uh, I think it was kind of like a Albranab, like tree to tree uh, course kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so port kind of looked like that. You went out with your friends, uh, always a group of four or more, and uh, just explored the city. Or if that day was port program, then you went on the port program and that was it. Amazing. So, so not only did you get this experience on ship, uh, but you also got to go to a lot of different countries that you might not have chosen to travel to on your own, um, but had really, really a good diversity in seeing a whole bunch of the world, not only from the boat, but also on land as well. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so I've got one more question for you. Um, mm -hmm. I'm curious, what did you learn about yourself and the world that you wouldn't have learned if you didn't take this experience? Um, so so what, what do you now know to be true about yourself or about the world um, that you think uniquely came from this experience? That's a very tough question you're asking me. Uh, I try wow. to challenge people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not getting off easy on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that uh, like visiting a lot of different countries and being able to talk to people from different backgrounds and that have different perspectives on life in general is an experience that I wouldn't have been able to get otherwise. And uh, just being able to talk and have different conversations with uh, different people from all over the world, almost on how uh, they think, what their daily life is, and just uh, how they're like, the, not their philosophy on life, but like how they choose to live life. And uh, from people from all over the world and from different backgrounds. And it's, it was just an enriching experience that's the best way that I can put it you just keep on learning and learning about new uh, cultures and uh, new perspective or different perspectives on life that other people may have or share with you and uh, yeah 
I think that's the, the, one of the things that I took away the most from this experience is different perspectives on life uh, from people throughout the world almost. Well, Eloise, this has been so amazing. Um, I am like living vicariously through your last <laughs> year um, and just imagining what that experience must have been like, like. And I'm sure some of our listeners might also be curious about this. And I'm wondering if uh, you would mind if they had some questions. Is, is, it, uh, is there somewhere that they could get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, if anybody has questions, like uh, Instagram would be the best place to reach me. Amazing. Um, and we will put your Instagram handle in the show notes. So if you do want to talk to somebody who's been there and done that and uh, moved on afterwards and lived to tell the tale, um, then for sure, uh, definitely reach out and have that conversation because uh, you can get your questions answered by an alumni of any program out there and you'll get the, the real deal, the real answers. <laughs> So thank you again so much for joining me on the podcast and sharing your experience on Class Afloat. And um, I just hope that uh, that people can take away from your experience and uh, apply that to their own gap years. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for giving me uh, the platform to do so.